Christian faith and fiction, inspirational reading suggestions, along with chats about the Christian faith. The following episode is an audio version of a video that I recorded for my YouTube channel, Christian Faith and Fiction. If you would like to watch the video rather than listen to the audio, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. Please do share your thoughts by commenting either on the video or on the relevant blog post. Links in the show notes. Hi everyone, it's Lou from Christian Faith and Fiction. Today I just want to share with you some books that I've read recently. I do my book reviews as I'm going along. So uh, let's see how I got on. I've just finished reading our, what was our book club pick for July. Uh, it's August now that I've finished it. Um, that was Dreams of Savannah by Rosanna M. White. This is set in uh, America in Civil War time, set in Savannah in Georgia, and it follows a number of different characters. So uh, one is Delia, who is um, somebody who loves to write stories. She loves to create stories. She's always creating stories in her mind. She's, at the beginning of the book, quite um, fanciful and romanticizes everything and turns it into these kind of amazing adventure stories and romantic stories and then it follows Finn who is her kind of sweetheart as it were and um, he is gets he goes sent to fight for the confederacy I think uh, I'm not very good with American history um, he's fighting for the south and uh, he goes to sea so I don't know how much I can say about the plot of this book um, without giving away a lot of the kind of things that you would want to read just for the first time. But it is set in the war. There is um, a number of different characters, both white and black characters, both free and slave characters. Um, I found that really interesting. I know nothing about American history. Um, certainly nothing about the Civil War time. Uh, obviously, being British, we don't learn that in our history lessons at school. Uh, so I was kind of learning stuff as I was going along. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not, um, but Rosanna M. White is one of my favourite historical authors, and I love the way she creates characters around how they have like a hobby, and then she makes that their entire um, their entire personality sort of fits with that. So Delia... She was always kind of creating stories and looking for stories. Um, in previous books, she's had a main character who was a photographer and she saw the world, everything through that photographer's lens. And there's another one who's like a very mathematician and very into codes and stuff and saw that's how she sees the world. And I, I just love the way she creates characters like that. Um, I know not everybody, you know, these her writing is not something that excites everybody, but I absolutely loved her book and I love this one. I loved the faith content in this. It's very strong in this one, probably the strongest that I've read of the four books I've read of hers. Um, there's one particular character called Luther who I felt like his story was paralleling. Um, first of all, it starts off with like the Good Samaritan parable and then he really represented Jesus for me later on and I can't tell you why or anything because it would be big spoilers of the book. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciated those things in there and a lot of scripture content and the, the character journey that the characters went on. So the progression of the characters' like growth through 
the book is dependent on the faith and things that they're learning about the world as well. Um, so I appreciate that a lot. I think in the book club it kind of split the rating between around about three and five. I definitely give it five stars. Um, I give it a 10 out of 10 because I just, I loved it. It was a really slow read for me though. I found it quite emotionally draining reading parts of it in the middle. Um, I just, I would only be able to read like a chapter at a time and then I'd come away either feeling really angry at one of the characters or just feeling really on edge for other characters. Um, yeah, really a real kind of emotional roller coaster for me reading this one and yeah. I really empathised, particularly with the black characters, actually. Just, you know, their their stories. Um, it was great. I actually read in the acknowledgements that she... Because she's... I think she's white. Yeah, she um, spoke to her friend Tony Shiloh, who's a black author, and got her to read through it and give her some pointers on it. So um, I, I think that's a good thing. And another thing, I loved the cover as well. So this cover is actually matching my decor at the moment, which I love to do, match a book to your, either to your clothes or to your house. It's always a good thing. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 for story content and 3 out of 3 for faith content. Um, I would probably read this again in the future at some point. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be looking out for Civil War books though in the future. Don't, still it's not a time period that particularly grabs me, but her writing definitely did. So I attempted to read oh, upside down, uh, Gladstone and the Gargoyle by Amy Scott Robinson. This is a uh, children's book, it's a chapter book and it is a story about a little boy who finds a gargoyle who has fallen off the church uh, building, church tower and has to try and find a way to get him back up there. Um, I DNF'd it after about four chapters. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm an adult reading a young child's book or whether it's to do with the writing. I felt like there was a lot of, dis like, a bit too much description, not enough action for me. Um, but as I say, I'm not a child. So <laughs> that's, um, yeah, I didn't want to carry on with that one. So I just finished a, a really great book, The Wonderland Trials by Sarah Ella. This is really hard to describe. Um, it's a young adult book. It is starts off as a kind of quirky dystopian and then moves into a kind of eccentric, enchanting uh, fantasy. Uh, it's full to the brim of Alice in Wonderland references, not surprisingly, um, but they are totally sort of changed around, twisted around to be something that's quite unique and not, necessar not necessarily recognisable from the original book but then there are all sorts of like references which make it really fun to read. It follows a main character called Alice um, who is living in uh, Oxfordshire and she is at a, a boarding school, and but she kind of escapes at night to go and play cards with people who are normal and also people who are wonders. And the wonders are a separate set of people who are kind of banned from normal society. Um, this is how this dystopian 
sort of comes into it. I don't want to say too much about the story because I feel like it's the sort of thing you just need to read from the beginning and immerse yourself in. Um, I definitely think you will get more fun from reading it if you have read Alice in Wonderland and maybe even Through the Looking Glass as well by Lewis Carroll. As I said, it's young adult, so there are sort of teenage friendships going on, teenage romance. It's completely clean. Um, as the book went on, I sort of started to see it more as a like a parable or an allegory, and there's definitely potential for the late next book to to go more in depth in that. Um, and yeah, I think reading from the sort of the author's note at the end, I definitely think it was intended to be that way. But if you're not Christian and you're reading this, um, I don't know, you wouldn't necessarily get it straight off, but if you are a Christian it sort of jumps out at you. It has, this edition has a fantastic cover, I love the dust jacket but I also really love the inside hardcover that's got all the clubs, you know, all the suits of the cards on there in gold. I enjoyed the story, I enjoyed the uh, the magical elements of it and, and all of the, the references to Wonderland and the, the trials themselves. Um, it reminds me of all sorts of mainstream books that are kind of dystopian that fit with that kind of competition element and also sort of finding out what's real about the world kind of things. I think it, at times it got almost confusing because there's so much going on and I think it's going to, I'm, I'm going to predict it's going to be one of those books that people either love or they don't. If you really love the quirkiness of it, the eccentricness of it, the weirdness of it, then you'll love it like I did. But then if you really don't like that sort of stuff, um, then maybe it won't be for you but I don't know if you would know unless you tried it so um, yeah I really enjoyed it and I'm really gutted I have to wait now for a whole uh, year I guess for the sequel to come out so I'm going to give this one um, 9.5 out of 10 for a story rating and 2 out of 3 for a Christian faith rating because there is stuff in there but it's you you have to look for it so I've finished reading the final book in the uh, If I Run series. It's, um, I don't know if I can see that, If I Live by Terry Blackstock. This, as I said, is the third and final book in the story following Casey, who um, was set up for her best friend's murder. And she's been on the run, she goes on the run. And Dylan, who is hired, a private investigator who's hired to track her down and he has like PTSD and things so he has issues himself. I'm not going to tell you any more of the story, certainly not of this book because they are sequential three books. This book wraps up their story completely. Um, it doesn't have quite such a strong secondary mystery in this one like the other two did uh, but it does focus on the main plot and wraps it up really well. It was good to see the conclusion of this book um, the story after following through three books and uh, this is I would it's more of a thriller than a mystery so you kind of know from quite fairly on who is the who the bad guys um, 
at least some of them anyway there's still twists in some people get there's still twists um but you know fairly on and it's all about how how do they evade being captured by them and how do they manage to prove the truth so it's that type of book um there's a lot of running there's a lot of hiding there are twists there are turns and i enjoyed it a lot not quite as much as the first two um i felt like there was a bit more violence in this one maybe and they didn't have as i said didn't have quite such a strong subplot um so i'm going to give this one a story rating of 8.5 out of 10 and still have to give it in a three out of three for faith content because it's uh, the faith content is really strong and really pivotal to the story throughout the three books um, and I was really pleased to see that there. So having completed this very much hyped series um, I do think it was worth the hype. I thought it was a great uh, a great suspense novels and uh, the first book particularly really really loved um, I think it was worth reading. I'm glad I didn't have to wait like a year in between reading each book. It was good reading it just one month after one a book per month um, after each other. So yeah, if you haven't picked it up yet, I think it's worth reading if you like that type of book. So yeah, I I really appreciate the faith content the most in these um, these books, and I like the characters, and I it's very fast. It's fast paced and it drew me through the book. I read these much more quickly than I've read of other books. Uh, so yeah, it was good. Hey guys, I'm uh, recovering from COVID at the moment. Um, hence I may look a bit pale so I don't have any makeup on, but uh, I have finished, um, can't remember if I said about Enid Blyton, uh, I finished The Circus of Adventure and enjoyed that one. Um, I also have just finished the Italian Ballerina by Christy Cambron, which was a fantastic book, um, one of the best books I've read this year. I think definitely one of the best wartime books that I've read. Uh, it is quite a complicated book, it's very poignant. Um, I'll try and explain it. It, it follows uh, three different people in the story. Um, there's a story in the present time where it's following uh, Delaney and a, she gets a call, her grandfather has just died and she gets a call from someone in Italy saying that her grandfather owns something that belonged to his grandmother and they want it back and so she's not sure whether to give it to them or not or if they're like scamming or anything and so they invite her to come out to Italy with it, they pay for her to go out to Italy and so she goes out to Italy and she's trying to work out the connection between this object and her grandfather and this um, other guy's Matt, Matt's grandmother. And then there's a wartime stories. So one is following Court, who is a kind of ne'er-do-well chap before the war, or before the Americans joined the war. And he is trying to sort of sort his life out. Uh, and then it follows him during the war as well, as he's sort of um, sent to Rome, sent to Italy. And then it's also following uh, a lady called Julia, who is a British uh, ballerina who wants to become a prima ballerina and is having to make various sacrifices to get her dream. Um, and then it's following her in the war as well. And all these stories are kind of converging on Rome and Italy. Um, 
it's hard to explain it because it's quite a difficult structure and it's quite took a little while to get into and work out the kind of the pattern of the structure of it but once I did it was um, fantastic she really wove the stories together really well to create suspense and mystery of what was happening so every time you something was revealed in one story it had an impact on your understanding of the other stories um yeah I really emotionally got attached to the characters and I uh it, it was really towards the end the suspense just almost broke me <laughs> it was a really really good story and there is some faith content in there as well so I've I would give it 10 out of 10 for story rating and 2 out of 3 for a faith content rating um, if you like wartime stories and if you like different time periods uh, dual time period stories then I think this is definitely worth giving a try I finished reading The Key to Love by Betsy St. Armand this is a Christian contemporary romance book and it follows a character called Brie who owns well she doesn't own she works at a bakery in a sort of small town in America and um, the bakery is owned by two sort of elderly sisters who are connected with her ever since she's lost her parents and she really wants to save this bakery and keep it going but her ex-boyfriend is trying to buy them out as the um, the ladies are getting older and um they're thinking of selling but she really wants them to keep going um so in an effort to keep the business going and get it better on better um ground she um takes on this uh opportunity to have this writer come and write an article about it and he is a travel writer he's normally traveling to really like um more exotic places more like dangerous places and he gets sent to this town and he's not happy about it um he's always kind of on the go and he's in this town that's like he thinks is quite quaint and not his sort of type of place at all and he's got to write this article on this uh, bakery um the bakery itself has like a parisian love lock wall which is like a place where couples come and they um put a padlock into over you know, into the wall and then they throw the key away into the fountain saying that their love is going to last forever so that's where the the key for, to love comes from the title um it's a cute romance i um i enjoyed it i enjoyed parts of it parts of it i thought were a little bit flat uh in terms of story um but it does have some christian content to it which i was glad to see um i think the the style of it is definitely up my alley this kind of modern contemporary um very light and cute kind of style to it so i, I enjoyed the, the parts of it as i say some parts of the story um were a bit lacking i felt like it could have done with another subplot to it just to bolster the the what was going on and make it a bit more interesting in the middle um yeah i think of her two books that i've read now i think i preferred the story to uh tacos for two um and then I preferred the, the Christian content was definitely better in this book. So I am um, rating it 7 out of 10 story rating and 2 out of 3 for Christian faith content. And I gave it 4 stars on Goodreads. Hi, so I've finished the 
Blood Secrets, um, Blood Secrets by Morgan L. Bussey, which is the second book in the Sky World series. This series is following Cass, who is a diver in a, a kind of steampunk world where there is a mist has taken over and is turning people into zombies and everybody's living up on the mountains to escape from the mist and she's a diver and goes and retrieves things from the mist. Um, I absolutely loved the first book. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. I didn't love this one so much. I gave this one 6 out of 10 for story content. Um, it just didn't have the things that I loved from the first book. It just didn't have enough conflict. It didn't have enough stakes. Um, yeah, I was really sad about that. <laughs> I really wanted it to be really, really good and a good ending. It's a really short book and honestly, I think it's a duology. I think they could have like squashed them together and chopped some of the content out of this one and made it just a standalone. Yeah, I'm quite sad about that. Um, yeah, the first one was just so good and had so much promise to it and ended in a really big way and this one just was flat for me. So I'm sorry about that, but that's how it goes. Um, in terms of faith content, it... <sighs> It, I, I think I give it a 1.5, so it's kind of half half there, half not. It's, there is some there, but it's not very pertinent to the story. It's 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 there. Those were quite a different range of books there for you. I hope you found some that um, have inspired you to pick them up in the future. If you've read them, um, do let me know how, what you thought of them in the comments and also one book that you have read recently that you would recommend. Okay, I hope that you are all doing really well and that you have a really great reading week. Until next time, God bless. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Christian Faith and Fiction podcast. If you would like more information, you can click the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app to make sure you catch the next episode.